Welcome to the Year of Yes podcast, episode three, and I'm your host, Sam. This is the sound of me and my friend Floyd's woodworking woodshop last week. It was a super easy yes to say because I really want to work with wood more. So when my friend Floyd texted me and said, hey, Sam, do you want to come over and uh, help me build some birdhouses? I said yes immediately. I'm going to put a picture of the birdhouse that I built on Instagram. So if you're not following the Year of Yes podcast on Instagram, get over there and follow. Unfortunately, there was a dark and twisty part to this yes. A lot of them don't have dark and twisty parts, but this one did. I was trying to change a drill bit and... Uh, through a series of unfortunate events, I gave myself a major like friction burn with the drill head, not the bit. The bit did not go through my hand or anything like that, but I totally burned my hand with the part that spins, the top part that spins that's not the drill bit. <laughs> so that was painful for many hours. But it just goes to show that, number one, you don't know what's going to happen when you say yes to something. And number two, not everything good is going to happen in life. I mean, if you haven't learned that already, then you haven't been alive very long. In spite of me burning my hand with the drill, I had a really good time. And I got to ask Floyd about an influential yes in his life. And so uh, here, take a listen to his answer. When did you say yes to woodworking? Well, like I said, it, it does go back to junior high school in Dallas where I took a woodworking class. All kids that went through there, now this is East Dallas, uh, you took woodworking, metal shop, or electric shop. And it's just half a year sort of thing. So that's when I had my first exposure to woodworking with tools, with, with proper tools, and it, it was fun, right? It's, it's just another form of creativity, and then you can make some pretty things. So you said, whoa, at the end of it, I said, you know, I, I did that? <laughs> and so you got a certain satisfaction out of making something out of just uh, a pile of wood, so it's rewarding. So you try to do it again. How do you feel like saying yes to woodworking has improved your life overall? Hmm. I, I heard someone say one time that for a happy life, um, you need to do something creative and something you can just, again, make something almost out of nothing. And I. I've also done pottery. I enjoy working with clay, but it's the same thing. You're taking just some very base elements with, uh, you know, not much character to them, but you're able to put, a, put them together in a certain fashion, and you say, well, that's, that's okay. I, maybe that is a, a creative outlet, so. Did you have other creative men in your life? Uh, not so much. My, my dad, 
he could fix cars. That's what he was marvelous at, a mechanic. And again, during the Depression or just thereafter, there were very few parts available. So he was quite creative. There was discussions about things that could be made and fixed with baling wire. Just that was <laughs> that was his tool. But he had to. That was that's what you did then, as you may do, and took things and uh, solved problems. And uh, so I always admired that his creativity and. And I've seen some of his projects now that I go back and look at and say, wow, how did he ever get that to work? <laughs> but he did, he did, so. That would be the closest thing was my dad, just, and that's indirectly, mm -hmm. indirectly. So even though you didn't have another male modeling creativity for you, you still felt like you had permission to explore your creativity. The pottery was certainly like that. We used to go to Colorado every year on vacation, not every year, but many, when the kids were small, and there was a, there was a potter who lived in Silverton, Colorado, named Franz Krawanek. And I just, I always, he was my hero. Uh, he was living in Silverton and playing with clay and I presume making a living. He was actually a, quite a good commercial potter. And so he said, gosh, it's one of those things. Could I ever do that? <laughs> and, and you never quite do it. But I had great admiration for the way he put it together. He was living the life that, again, I'm 35 years old. He's living the life that, man, that's, that's what I would like to do. I really appreciated hearing him talk about his journey with creativity and how he thinks everyone needs to have a creative outlet. I think that I tend to agree, even for people who don't think they're quote-unquote creative. I think everyone is creative in some way or another. And if they just would say yes to creativity, they might be able to figure out in what ways they're creative. I'm pretty sure that everyone is creative somehow, whether it's with writing or drawing or music or and there are so many dance, so many different options. Maybe, maybe someone who's listening can think about creativity as a yes this week. I'm going to think about creativity as a yes for this week. As I'm sitting here and recording this, I am at my desk in my guest bedroom, which is also my office, and I've decorated the walls with pictures and, and art and postcards and stuff. And some of the things that I have up here are three pieces from the Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In the lower floor of that museum, they have a workshop area where you can go have Warhol screen prints made on like paper or totes or t-shirts. And then they also have like these craft stations or creativity stations where you can play with stencils, you can play with markers, you can cut out paper and um, paste them on, on Warhol pieces. Um, and what strikes me about it is the simplicity of what Warhol did. 
he worked with really simple colors and really simple shapes. He made portraits of people, yeah, and he did cans and stuff, but they were like line drawings. And then he set them apart with color. He played with color and just sheets, swaths of color. He didn't do anything like gradients. Um, He just did blocks of color. So creativity doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be overly thought out. It can just be whatever you're feeling in the moment, really experimental. And I think that's what I'm going to think about this week. How can I, how can I play? How can I play this week? But back to last week, after I was done playing around with Floyd in his workshop, I went out and sat by the lake with his wife, Ginger, and decided to ask her about her yes. I'm here with my friend, Ginger. We're sitting down by her lake, which sounds very bougie. That was a very good yes to say to this house with the lake. So, Ginger, what has been an influential or important yes in your life? Oh, gosh, probably the most uh, life-changing was yes to the marriage proposal and uh, with, along with that came the uh, instructions that were be prepared to live in other places in the in the world other than the United States and uh, Texas where I was born and so that was a big consideration and uh, I said yes I was willing to to go other places so have you enjoyed the journey around the world? Yes. We uh, we went we've been all the way around the world. We haven't lived overseas as much as we thought we might. We did spend uh, several months in Singapore, which was a really wonderful experience. And uh, we visited uh, Hong Kong and um, Athens, Greece and Rome, Italy. Madrid, New York, Hawaii. Uh, We've lived in Texas. We've lived in Oklahoma. We've lived in Louisiana and now Arkansas. Now that I'm in my 40th decade, what do you think I should say yes to next? Every new experience that comes along. Do everything for joy for happiness. Try everything new that comes along that's reasonable (laughs) and safe. Well, not necessarily safe. Take a risk, but be thoughtful about it. Thank you. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) I'll report back at the end of the year. The rest of the week was mostly yeses to daily meditation, to working out, to doing work, making money, and doing fun things with my mom. Like we went to see Tootsie at the Walton Art Center in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and that was fun. And then I was driving back to Morgantown, and I had seen this TikTok a while ago about this uh, cowboy hat company in Nashville. And since I have to drive through Nashville anyway, 
I was like, well, I could just stop and see how much the hats are and see if I could get one. So I did. I found it. I stopped. Finding parking was difficult and stupid, but that's not the point. I found the store and went in. Uh, The hats are cool. And they're also $600 to $800 for a hat. I decided not to get one. I said yes to not spending my money on that. Then I spent the night in Bardstown, Kentucky, which is the bourbon capital of the world. I stayed at this really cute bed and breakfast that had breakfast included, by the way. That was really fun. I think it's the first time that I've ever had breakfast included but maybe it was the first time I stayed at a bed and breakfast. <laughs> I feel like most mostly these days, breakfast isn't included at bed and breakfasts. But um, anyway, I really wanted to talk to the owner and ask him about his yes to to starting the, the bed and breakfast, to starting the inn. Um, but I chickened out. I chickened out. And I'm only telling you this because I feel like I have to be just as transparent with the yeses I fail at as I am with the yeses that I succeed at. So just so you know, I am not a perfect yeser. (laughs) I am hoping, though, that I have learned from this chicken no to make a different decision next time. My other semi-big yes from the week was when I got back yesterday, got back to Morgantown. I got back around four or five and was exhausted, of course. Unloaded the car, um, ordered some pizza, and then I went to my friend Alyssa's trashy reality TV show party. It was a costume party. I didn't really spend time on a costume, but I went I made an appearance, actually stayed for longer than I had planned on staying, because it was fun. I was having fun, and I'm glad that I went. Now for this upcoming week, I'm getting back into the swing of things, I'm getting back into the Morgantown life, uh, co-working with people, or trying to co-work with people, uh, trying to hang out with people, trying to start things, you know, trying to network, trying to do all the things, go to choir, uh, work out, you know, real life. And uh, I'm kind of excited about it. Of course, I will keep you posted with anything interesting that happens, any interesting yeses, any yeses that go awry. And I hope that you will keep in touch with me too. There is this cool feature on the Anchor app. You can leave a voice message. If you're so inclined, you could tell me about a yes that you've had over the past couple of weeks, and I'll share them on the podcast so that other listeners can hear about other people's yeses and however other people's yes journeys are going. As always, you can join the community at yearofyespodcast.com, and then there's a join the community button. You could follow us on Instagram at your VS podcast. And you can just keep listening and uh, share, share an episode with a friend. That would be awesome. Until next week, keep your yeses alive. Bye.